listen here, dude, this is the Hulkster, and I'm on the PCGCCK1 show. Don't tread on America. Let's do this, brother. nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, Nathalie, Don't Tread on America. Monday, August 6, 2023. Let's rock out a little bit here, guys. Let's go. everybody doing out there today it is monday all right another start of another week hope everyone is doing well had a good weekend <laughs> had all intentions on being here yesterday on sunday but um you know i had surgery a couple weeks ago and guess what my dumbass did yesterday right <laughs> yeah I, I, I started back at the gym a couple couple days ago this was sunday was my third day back and uh they took the stitches out about a week and a half ago, so I'm like, okay, you know, I just won't push it too hard because I know I still have internal stitches and whatnot, so whatever. And uh, evidently one of the scabs or whatever, the glue, whatever it is, busted, and I was bleeding everywhere. I didn't even know it until a couple hours later. My shirt was, like, soaked in blood. And... So, yeah, I had to deal with all that shit yesterday, and then once again this morning, I'm off on Mondays now, so once again this morning, more situations and... It was like a murder scene here in the, <laughs> in the house. All the friggin' blood everywhere. But so far, so good. I bought some uh, wound heal or whatever it's called. Something to kind of seal the wound. So I guess we'll see. I, I really don't want to have to go get stitches. I go back to the doctor in a week from today. So I'm just hoping this suffices until then. So anywho, in the meantime, guys, how y'all been doing? Good? Great. All right. Guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could follow the show, subscribe, whatever the button says there. And then please make sure you're sharing this with your friends, like-minded people, or people that you think just need to hear the things that I'm saying. You know, let's just keep this detailing train a-rolling. 
And uh, if you're on social media, you want to follow us, check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you want to follow us on the Twitter X machine, it's uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, guys, please, while you're on the podcast and you're listening to the show, go to the DTOM store. It's at the bottom of the link just under the website. Simply says DTOM store. Don't forget to check that out. I just put a new t-shirt up there the other day. I think it's pretty interesting and it's going to tie into what we're talking about today. So check the DTOM store out. Use uh, DTOM in the promo box. Get 10% off your total. And, uh, you know, help the show out. That's all you're doing. You're going to help pay for advertising, programming, and so on and so forth. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. You can also find the DTOM store there. So, on with the show. So, something that's been driving me crazy for about a week now or so is this whole Tafari Campbell's death. Now, if you're unaware of who Tafari Campbell is, he is the Obama's personal, or he was, I should say, the Obama's personal chef. He was a sous chef in the White House, and then when the Obamas left, they invited him to be their personal chef in Martha's Vineyard and uh, be be their head chef. You know, sous chef is under under chef. He's like, would have been the second in charge. This made him the, the main cat at the Obama estates in Martha's Vineyard. Now, you guys probably heard about this. I know we talked about it at the time. We didn't have a lot of information. But he uh, died, drowned in uh, from a paddleboard boarding accident. And we never got any details as to what, when, where, why, how. Now, there was a bunch of speculation that he couldn't swim, but then there was Instagram and uh, of uh, him swimming, taking like swimming lessons. And he was self-admittedly, according to his social media, not that he probably had thousands upon tens of thousands of followers at, prior to this, um, but he posted videos of him swimming and getting better, still can't swim, da-da-da. Those were some of the hashtags he used. And I asked the question back when I did the show. It was probably about two weeks ago. And I said, okay, okay, I'm, I I can swim. And, and you might be able to swim, and you might not be able to swim. And I know people that can't swim, my mom being one of them, she does not go in the water, okay? Generally, people that cannot swim are are afraid of water you know like a pool or lake or whatever and probably even a lake more so than a pool because you can't really see what you're getting into you know what i'm saying so even if he wasn't the best swimmer let's say he was taking swimming lessons and he was learning to swim and he was getting better but still not up to par a couple of things here. If you're going to paddleboard, if you're going to do any kind of water sport, let's just put it at that. You're number one. You're probably going to make sure you have a life jacket on, right? If you're going to go into any body of water, whether it be a pool or a lake or a pond or whatever, you're probably going to be in water deep enough that you can at least stand up. You know. So the the big thing was when when the story broke a while back, ten days ago or so, whenever it was, was that. Um, <clears throat> Oh, he was an eight foot of water. Okay, well, he wasn't ten foot tall. So, you know, I don't know exactly how tall he was, but surely he wasn't a giant. So, if he was, you know, five ten, you know, average height male, uh, he was he was not and couldn't swim. 
he was going to drown, right? Furthermore, if you are not the best swimmer, and I would say subsequently not the best paddleboarder, right? Because you probably don't do it very often. This was probably obviously something he wanted to learn to do because his buddy Barry was a paddleboarder guy, right? So who was he out there with? Who You don't just uh, can barely swim and go paddleboarding by yourself with no life jacket. That doesn't happen. I don't care who you are. You don't do that. So we're looking at a lot of unchecked boxes. No life jacket, someone had to be out there with them. Who was it? Someone had to have called 911. Who was it? Uh, by all accounts, you're hearing it was a female uh, Obama staffer. Okay. Here's my thing. And, I, and I've got a couple different stories and a couple different things I want to talk about. And, and we're going to dive right into a conspiracy theory of what could be. Okay. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that uh, you know, Barack or Michael were out there, you know, holding the dude underwater? No. But you have different situations of them lying about being there. Um, and the fact that the police aren't releasing the 911 cars, aren't releasing the name of the person that was with him. They're not releasing information. If this truly was an accident, and this was just a dude out there with Susie, the Obama assistant, whatever, and they were just paddleboarding. Now, mind you, this is a married man, so why he's out there with a, another female paddleboarding, unless she was a paddleboard expert that also could not help a drowning man. Did you see what I'm saying? They they say so here's a here's an article. This is from Newsweek, okay? And this was shortly after the death. Okay? So to, it, the title of it is Tafari Campbell's death sparks wave of conspiracy theories, okay? Um I'm going to read through this real quick. Okay? So the death of Tafari Campbell, Barack a Barack Obama employee whose body was discovered near former president's home in Martha's Vineyard on Monday has sparked a wave of entire unverified conspiracy theories online online a number of prominent right-wing accounts some with hundreds of thousands of followers have questioned the official version of events one described campbell's death in on massachusetts as a quote-unquote strange and asked um what do you really think happened obama who was dogged by a range of conspiracy theories during his presidency most prominently the false birther claim uh that he didn't that he wasn't born in the united states and was ineligible in office in april uh, he released his uh, official birth certificate on April of 11 in response to his theory, blah, blah, blah. So let's see what I say. The body of 45-year-old Campbell, White House chef during the Obama administration, was required, required by police divers from Agertown Great Pond on Martha's Vineyard Island shortly before 10 a.m. Monday. According to the Massachusetts State's police, Campbell had been paddleboarding on Sunday when he got into trouble with police officers called... Um, at quarter till eight, through reports of a uh, person in distress, Campbell's body was found about 100 feet from the pond's edge and a depth around eight foot, according to the M MSP, whatever, I guess that's the police. Anyway, uh, neither Brock nor Michelle was reportedly at the, uh, at the property when the accident took place. After a police officer said the dead person was Campbell, a number of prominent social media accounts challenged the authorities, da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. So, this is another one. This is out of the, um, 
out of the Daily Mail. Okay. Exclusive. Now, let me see. Let me get all this crap out of my way so I can read this. Okay. So this was on. Uh, well, it's not from today. When was this written? August 3rd. So, Tafari Campbell's drowning death is deemed an accident by Massachusetts police. But the police are still withholding basic information about Barack Obama's personal shelf, chef under the guise of an ongoing investigation. So, you want to talk about invoking um, conspiracy theories. Okay? Now, mind you, the guy died. I don't know. That article was on the, what was it, the 25th, I think I said. <clears throat> um, I, I know I said it. Where is it at? Come on, fucking A. Yeah, I think it was 25th. Anyway, yeah, 25th. And I think, let me look at the, look, look at that counter real quick here. I guess I should have probably done this prior to 25th was Tuesday. So the day before. So this was a day after he had passed away was when that article was written. So like a week or so later, come on, freaking advertisements. You close the investigation. So initially, the day after the accident or the day after the discovery and he was pulled from the lake and whatever, uh, you write about how this is sparking conspiracy theories and people talking about whatever. But then a little more than a week after the fact, the police says... It was deemed an accident, but they're not releasing any of the information. You guys cause your own conspiracy theories. You, and, I, and I'm not just pointing out to the Obamas or the, the police in this town or anything like that. I'm not even talking about Democrats or Republicans. I'm all, everybody. When you hold back on a story and don't give all the information, you create your own conspiracy theories. Okay? You could have just as easily, now mind you, I'm not going to say anything. They could have just as easily come out and said, Susie Johnson, Obama staffer, was paddleboarding with Tarif Campbell on Sunday night uh, where Tarif fell off the board and drowned and blah, 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 blah. You would still have some people say, oh, well, he, she probably knocked him in the head or she probably did this or maybe someone else. Will, you know, I get it. You're going to still have conspiracy theories. But when you don't <laughs> say anything other than the fact that this dude drowned and died you you create your own conspiracy theories not to mention something else that came out over the weekend and i'm gonna get to that here in just a minute but <laughs> so tavari drowned on july 23rd that was that sunday uh, massachusetts state's police are covering up information covering up information about the drowning of barack obama's personal shelf chef labeling the incident an accident but continuing to withhold information under the guise of an ongoing investigation. It's been 11 days. Now, this says the article was written on the, on the uh, 3rd. This is four days since, so you're talking 15 days now. Since Tafari Campbell drowned in a pond bordering the former president's estate, but authorities are reject, uh, rejecting a request for basic facts, including identity of the solar, solar, sole witness and the 911 caller. And that's the thing. There's no 911 tapes. There's no. You're not talking New York City where they probably get hundreds of thousand 911 calls every day or half a day. You're talking a small island, mind you, where the phone call would have come from the president's estate. You think that that 911 call would have been would have been uh, documented, right? 
the state is citing a public records law exemption that allows the police to hold with uh withhold any information that could jeopardize an active investigation you said it was deemed an accident how is it an active investigation was it an accident or are you still investigating you can't have it both ways once again you create your own conspiracies but the lead or the head of the region's first amendment coalition told daily mail that police are abusing the law given they uh, already ruled out foul play and and it, there you go so you can't sit there and withhold a, uh, a FOIA request um, under the guise of ongoing investigation when you've already closed the investigation saying there was no foul play, it was an accident. But then you're still... So you you can't have it both ways. Either it was an accident and the, and the poor guy fell off his paddleboard without his life vest on, barely being able to swim, and died. Nothing to see here. But when you say it's an accident but it's an ongoing investigation you invoke people to have conspiracy theories um they're saying the reason being is they're waiting the toxicology report they can show whether campbell had drugs in his system or suffered some sort of medical episode okay this was 11 days later he passed away or this you know situation happened on a sunday he was pulled out of the water on Monday, the 24th, okay? So let's go to the trusty, dusty calcu- uh, calculator, the uh, calendar again. So he was pulled out of the water 24th. So let's just say we'll, we'll skip that day. We'll go to the 25th. So 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, we'll skip weekend. So 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. As of the day that this article was written, it was eight business days. Nine, and then today. So we've, we're on business day number 10 two weeks after the the gentleman was pulled out of the pond and you don't have toxicology reports back it doesn't take that long this isn't 1932 this is information they have they probably had it as of august 3rd they have the toxicology report i can't imagine that in this part of Massachusetts, they're having to run toxicology reports on random accidents on a daily basis that they don't have this one back. Um, and they're probably weighing how to release it. So let's just, I mean, you see the guy, okay? Now, I'm not saying he didn't have some kind of medical condition and, and he wasn't on drugs. But to look at him, he doesn't appear to be a drug addict or have a medical condition he looks like a very fit individual now that's not to say <clears throat> that he's not quadruple vaxxed up and had a heart attack okay i'm not ruling that out um it's kind of a situation where they really got to tread lightly because it's like well shit did he have a heart attack and fall in the water and die then you're gonna have the vaccine nuts go crazy okay true i'll be one of them um <laughs> Was he knocked off the board? And, and, he, and regardless of the toxicology report situation, regardless of that information, whether he was on drugs, he had a medical condition, whatever it was, why can't you say that so-and-so was there and so-and-so called 911? Because you get rumors, okay? You hear it was Obama staffer. Then you hear it was one of the daughters. And then, like I said before, <laughs> where was his wife? He's married. Where was she at? I would think, I mean... I don't know about you guys listening to the show. If you're happily married with your wife, and if I know if I told my wife, hey, babe, uh, this Sunday, 
I'm going to go paddleboarding with, uh, you know, Michelle from, uh, you know, down the block. Uh, who's Michelle? Oh, she's, you know, she lives, you know, four houses down or whatever. Um, well, I'm off this Sunday. Nah, nah, nah. You don't have to go. It's just going to be me and her. She can show me how to paddleboard. But you can't swim. Ah, it's all right. It's all right. I'm sorry, as a married man, that just seems a little suspicious to me. Because I'd be, if it was a shoe on the other foot, I know people might be saying, well, you should be able to trust your wife, or your wife should be able to trust you. If you haven't done anything wrong, then there shouldn't be anything wrong. Bullshit. Let me bring you back to the real world. Because whenever I hear shit like that, I put the shoe on the other foot. Gentlemen, if you were at home and your wife says, hey, I'm going to go paddleboarding, I'm going to go jet skiing, I'm going to go whatevering with uh, Bob down the street or Bob the guy from my work or whatever and you can't go or you're not able to go or do you really think and it's it might not even be a situation of you not trusting your spouse but not trusting the other person once again you would no matter what comes out of this no matter if they come out and say it was Susie Johnson she was the uh Obama uh, you know, staffer, whatever, and she was just showing him how to paddleboard because she's been paddleboarding for 50 years and da 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 da. And he slipped and fell, and that was that. You're still going to have people asking questions, me included. Why wasn't this person, who wasn't the strongest swimmer in the world, not wearing a life preserver? I don't care who you are. When you go out on a boat, okay, I live in Florida. When you go out on a boat, and I can swim, okay, you can get ticketed by, and I'm just talking about around here on the lakes and stuff, not even on the ocean or whatever, just out, if you're out in the lake fishing, skiing, whatever, and you get pulled over by the sheriff, you know, because around here we have sheriff marine patrols that patrol the lakes, uh, and you don't have life vest for the amount of people, whoever's on your boat, you get ticketed for that. Okay, now granted, he wasn't on a motorboat. He was, I, I get all that. But my point being is, it doesn't matter how well of a swimmer you are, you probably should be wearing a life vest, especially when you're not <laughs> self reportedly that good of a swimmer. So when you hold information for a couple of weeks, you're saying now that you're waiting for toxicology reports, which you should have doesn't take two weeks, three weeks. It doesn't take that long. Um, in the meantime, you're not saying anything about anything or anyone or what. You're not releasing phone calls. You create the conspiracies. And in the meantime, you have a lot of chitter-chatter. And you forget about forget about how he died, why he died, what he, what was he doing on the paddle, but forget about all of that. Forget about who was there, who made the phone call. You forget about all of that. You start asking the question, what did he know? Let's just assume. Let's, we're going to jump into a conspiracy of saying that he was killed. He was killed. Let's just leave it at that. Let's not say it was an accidental drowning. Let's just say he was killed for whatever reason. Uh, one of the Clinton chef was killed or was drowned in the same area. When you hear a Clinton something or another dies, you automatically assume this person knew something. So you ask the question, what 
What did uh, Tafari Campbell know? What did he see? What was he involved in? And I and I posed this question the other day because the shirt I made. If you guys follow us on Facebook, you know the shirt I'm talking about. If you go to the Detom store, you'll see it. But I was introducing the new Martha's Vineyards lifeguards. <laughs> uh, my wife doesn't really pay a whole lot of attention to the news. Um, not that she never watches it, but this was something that was like a one-day news story, and then it went away. So, and uh, she's like, I don't really understand that shirt you made. I was like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, okay. You know, really didn't find it funny. I, I think it's hilarious. So, but if this guy who was the sous chef at the White House when the Obamas were in there, they're leaving. They're, you know, he done his, he did his eight years. He's leaving. They're buying a house in Martha's Vineyard. They asked this guy if he wants to be their head, their executive chef at their estate. Uh, I don't know what he was making as the sous chef at the White House. I have no idea what he's getting, what he was getting paid as the executive. I don't know. But you, <laughs> I am like, that's kind of weird. I mean, you took such a liking to this guy while he was the sous chef. Now, I saw reports of, that this guy took Michelle's honey and made honey beer for Obama and blah, blah, blah. So, obviously, they had some sort of a relationship other than chef and president of the United States, right? They had some sort of uh, camaraderie. And... Surely that's why he was invited to be their executive chef at the, uh, you know, in Martha's Vineyard. So reading this, you know, conspiracy theories, what really happened to Obama's chef? If Tafari Campbell drowned tragically, then why, like I said, are the authorities refusing to disclose basic facts of the incident? Um. I don't want to read this is all from Daily Mail. This is a different article, but so I guess that was it. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, there's um it's funny when you're looking up stories, you get three different articles, but they all copy each other. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess the question is this. Why is my computer glitching? That's nice. You gotta love that. I always find it interesting when I'm going through articles and I'm reading stuff that I think is kind of sketchy, and then my computer starts fucking up. Anyway. Problem fixed, hopefully. Let's just get through this. <laughs> so you have situations where, regardless of the, the quote-unquote popular conspiracy theories of whether or not uh, so-and-so was with them, the 911 calls, free, let's forget about all that. You're hearing news stories that this guy was writing a book. Now I'm seeing where that's debunked. He wasn't writing a book, which probably means he was writing a book. So, like I said... What did he see? What does he know? What was he involved in? Okay. And the reason I ask that is this. And the other day, there's a gentleman named David Garrows. Okay. Now, he is Obama's uh, personal biographer. Okay. And he's writing Obama's, or he's written Obama's uh, biography. Okay. So, in his early years, not as president, but Barack Obama, the early years. Um, and he examines Obama's account that um, in, it's called In Dreams from My Father 
of his breakup with longtime Chicago girlfriend, Sheila Jagger. In Dreams, Obama describes a passionate uh, disagreement following a play by African-American playwright August Wilson in which the young protagonist defends his insipid embrace of black racial consciousness against his girlfriend's white identified liberal universalism. As readers, we know that the stakes of this decision would become more simple, um, simply personal. The black American man that Obama uh, wills into being in this scene would uh, go on to marry a black woman from south side of Chicago named Michelle Robinson. So let me back up a little bit. This Jagger lady was, uh, I think she was like Asian American. After a mediocre rise, that's why they said self-identified white liberal. She was really mixed race, uh, white and Asian, whatever. After a mediocre rise, win election as first black president of the United States. Yet what Garrow documented after tracking down and interviewing Miss Jagger uh, was an explosive fight over a very different subject. And Jagger's telling the quarrel that ended up the couple's relationship ended the couple's relationship was not about Obama's self-identification as a black man. And the impetus was not a play about the American black experience, but an exhibit at Chicago's Spiritus Institute about the 1961 trial of Adolf Ekman. At the time that Obama and Sheila visited the Spiritus Institute in Chicago, politics was being roiled by a black Merrill aide named Stephen Coakley, who in a series of lectures organized by Louis Farrakhan's Nation of Islam, accused Jewish doctors in Chicago of infecting black babies with AIDS as part of a genocidal plot against African Americans. The episode highlighted a deep rift within the uh, city's power echelons, with some prominent black officials supporting Coakley and others calling for his firing. In Jagger's recollection, what set off the quarrel that precipitated the end of the couple's relationship was Obama's stubborn refusal after seeing the exhibit and then the swirl of Coakley affair to condemn black racism while acknowledging that Obama's embrace of a black identity had created some degree of distance between the couple. She insisted that what upset her that day was Obama's inability to condemn Coakley's comments. It was not Obama's blackness that bothered her, but that he would not condemn anti-Semitism. No doubt, Obama's evolving race-based self-consciousness did distance him from Jagger, and in the end, the couple broke up. Yet, as revealing to read Obama's account of the breakup in Dreams against the very different account that Jagger offers. In Obama's account, he was the particularist embracing a personal meeting for the black experience that Jagger, the universalist, refused to grant. In Jagger's account, the poles of the argument were nearly but not quite reversed. It was Obama who appeared to minimize Jewish anxiety about blood uh, libels coming from the black community. His particularism mattered, hers didn't. While Obama defined himself as a realist or a propagandist, uh, I'm sorry, pragmatist, <laughs> or, <laughs> or the other one. The episode reads like a textbook involving moral responsibility. Whose version is the correct story? Who knows? The bridge between the two accounts is Obama's emerging attachment to blackness, which required him to fall in love with and marry a black woman. 
in Obama's account, his attachment to blackness, blackness is truthful and noble. In Jaguar's account, his claims are instrumental and selfish. He grants particularism to the experience and suffering his own tribe while denying it to others. In evaluating the truthfulness, the two competi uh, competing accounts, it seems nothing that Jagger is something more than a woman scorned by a man who would later become president of the United States. Obama asked her to marry him twice. She refused both times before going on to achieve herself her own high-level pro uh, professional success, a student at Great University of Chicago anthropologist. Marshall Shalins, Jagger, a professor, prof professor, professor of East Asian Studies at Oberlin College, whose scholarship on great power, blah, 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 blah. Uh, scholarship aside, there is another reason to assume that Jagger would be less likely to misremember an incident involving a race and anti-Semitism than Obama. As it turns out, Jagger's parental parents, grandparents, Hendrik and Jess J., Jagger were members of Dutch resistance who involved shelter Jewish child named Gret, I don't know, Gretchen in the name in their home for uh, three years. <sighs> this is kind of trying to get to the juicy part here. <laughs> Perhaps the most revealing thing about Jagger's account of her fight with Obama, though, it was not one reporter in America bothered to interview her before David Garrows found her. Near the end of Obama's presidency, as Obama's living girlfriend and closest friend in the 1980s, Jagger was probably the most single-informed, incredible source about the inner life of the young man whose election was ac uh, accompanied by hopes of sweeping peaceful and social change in America. Um, <clears throat> a hope that ended with the election of Donald Trump, whatever, or perhaps midway through Obama's second term, da-da-da-da, the idea celebrated journalism who wrote popular biographies, Yada, yada, yada. Come on, man. When it came out six years ago, Rising Star was mostly ignored. A result. Trying to find the part on here. So, it goes on to say, I guess in this biography, where she had said that um, one of the another reason why he there was a angst in their relationship was that he was <laughs> that he was turned on by the black male body okay so now we have obviously talked about we have other people you know most people you you, you probably i don't know if we talked about it or i'm sure you've seen it where uh shit can't think of her name off the top of my head but you had the, the female comedian, Phyllis, not Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Shit, I can't think of her name. But anyway, she comes out and says, you know, Michelle's a trainee and Obama's gay. And then like a few days later, she dies. Um, God damn, I can't think of her fucking name. I always do this. But um, if Michelle is actually Michael, okay, whatever, okay. My question is this, was Tafari Campbell writing a book? If so, what was it about? If he wasn't writing a book, what did he see? Was there a situation, because you've seen pictures of Obama playing golf and he's, he's got a black eye and his hands all bandaged up. What happened? What happened to the president or ex-president? Uh, these, these individuals are surrounded by uh, Secret Service, so it's not like he 
something had to have happened for that to happen. Okay? Couldn't went in a car wreck because we would have heard about it. He wasn't uh, in anything publicly notable because we would have heard about it. You know, today on the news, Barack Obama in a car accident. Motorcade was hit by a truck. You know, whatever. You would have heard about that, right? But if he got in a fight with his lover, you might have not have heard about that. Or if Tafari walked in on Michael becoming Michelle and that enraged Obama, you might not have heard about that. It came out that, like I read in the story that happened a day after the drowning, that by all accounts, the Obamas weren't there. Well, by all accounts, they actually were. Was Obama the second paddleboarder? Was Michelle? Were they both out there? Was one of them out there? Was the daughters out there? Who was there? Sunday evening, you paddleboard. Martha's Vineyard, it's not wintertime, right? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. What happened to Barack's face? What happened to his hands that he had to have him taped together? Was there a book being written? And maybe he wasn't actually writing a book. Maybe he was given the offer to write a book. And he was contemplating that. Maybe he went to Barack and said, Hey, you know, I had so-and-so offer me a book deal for X amount of dollars. What do you think? Well, I don't think you should do it because I don't need you telling people our secrets. Yeah, but it's a million dollars. It's $10 million. It's, you know, whatever. And then they get into a fight. I'm just asking questions that could simply be somewhat answered by the Massachusetts State Police, but they choose not to. Once again, you guys cause your own conspiracies to be theorized by not telling us the whole truth. And I'm not talking about, oh, well, you guys conspiratorize, if that's a word, (laughs) over JFK. Because you're not telling us the whole truth. You're telling us a truth that you want to tell us, but it's not the truth. This isn't JFK getting shot from the uh, book depository by Oswald. I get it. But you could simply come out and say, here's a 911 call. Here's Susie Johnson. Here's what happened. The fact that you're not releasing that means that it wasn't Susie Johnson, the Obama uh, whatever. And there's a lot more to this story that we probably will never hear. Probably, and and that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about doing podcasts and about all the other people that do podcasts is if this option wasn't available for you guys to hear, you would never even contemplate it because you heard about it one day. Thank God for, I mean, thank God for the new Twitter. I'm not saying uh, Elon Musk is the savior of all free speech, but at least you're getting stories out. If this was the old Twitter, you wouldn't even hear about this paddleboarding stuff after it happened. No one's talking about it. No one in mainstream media is even bringing it up. I'm, I'm talking about nobody. You might find an article here and there through Twitter, or if you happen to duck it and find it, but it's not even back page. And there's a lot of people, not just this show, 
asking questions. Why is nobody talking about this? And even some of your mainstream podcasts aren't even talking about it. Not saying that they don't want to or that, but it's not topical. I think it is. I think that when it comes to some of these politicians, whether it be current or ex, there's some shady motherfuckers, you know? We know what the Bush family is all about. We also know that the Obamas, Obama's dad, is part of that family, which is some would theorize why Barack became president all of a sudden. We know about the Clintons. <laughs> we know about the Bidens. So why couldn't the Obamas be just as evil? They're not allowed to be. Surely they got secrets. I don't know. All right. I got one last story for you. I don't know if this is hitting the rounds or not. But this broke uh, yesterday. I saw this. Um, NASCAR driver suspended indefinitely for liking a George Floyd meme. That's right. So this is a gentleman. His name's Noah Gregson. Has been suspended indefinitely by his team for liking a meme mocking George Floyd's uh, death. Now, mind you, it's kind of funny. So the meme of Floyd on the face of the crab from Little Mermaid with a caption saying, Under the Knee, connecting the song Under the Sea. So it'd be like, Under the Sea, right? It'd be Under the Knee, Under the Knee. You know, okay, this is just a young guy. I don't know how old he is. Doesn't say. Um, Spend it indefinitely for liking. He didn't post it. He didn't put it out. He didn't say, look at this crap. This is funny as hell. I'm putting this out on uh, Instagram or whatever. He didn't do that. This was something that someone else posted that he follows on Instagram. He liked it. That was it. Didn't comment on it. Didn't say anything. Just liked it. Suspend it indefinitely. Now, this is a person that, for whatever reason, the media hold up on high and they, they've made this guy, George Floyd, into a martyr. And we've talked about this on this show, but who was George Floyd? George Floyd, 1998, 10 months in prison for armed robbery. 2002, 8 months in prison for um, cocaine. 04, 10 months in prison for cocaine. 05, 10 months in prison for cocaine. And this is George Floyd, I'm not talking about Hunter Biden. Um, 07, five years armed robbery of a pregnant woman in her home, which we saw the video of that. When he was killed, and, that, and that's just a highlight of some of the things. I'm sure there's a lot more there. When he was killed, or when he died, I should say, he was high on meth, getting ready to drive a car and possibly kill your kid, you know, or another person or whatever. He died I don't want to say when he was killed because he died on his own volition. He OD'd because he thought he was busted and he put all those drugs in his mouth. He killed himself. But regardless of the fact, now the fact that you want to sit there and say he was killed on high on meth and whatever enables the fact that, well, then he was killed. He was murdered by these police officers. Therefore, this guy shouldn't be making fun of him. So I'm going to go back and say this guy was a career criminal drug addict who OD'd because he was trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill in the local bodega. When the guy, the owner of the shop, called the cops, the cops showed up. He fucking swallowed a shit ton of drugs because he didn't want to get, get busted for more drugs because he had had numerous previous encounters with the police and drugs. Then he panicked 
and was going through a uh, anxiety attack, essentially, because he was being arrested, that he killed himself. He died under his own doing. That knee on the neck or on the shoulder or wherever the knee was had nothing to do with it. But it was on video. It was easy to blame Chauvin. It was easy to do all these things. Because God forbid that you just have a black man OD on drugs and get, you know, and die because of something he did to himself. Which probably happens every day in this country somewhere, unfortunately. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today because my computer's really acting a little loopy and I'm afraid that I'm going to get too deep and then all of a sudden it's going to fry and I do not want to have to record this again because I got to get up real early and I need to go to bed. So, with that being said, guys, it is Monday, August 7th, 2020. I think I said August 6th earlier, but it's actually August 7th because I had this all wrote down for yesterday. Uh, 2023, guys, make sure whatever podcast app you're following this on, uh, follow us, like the show, and then check out the D-Tom store. Check us out on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you want to check out the uh, Twitter X machine, whatever it's called, uh, D-Tom underscore 1775. And also, com. And uh, you can subscribe there. Any of those entities, you can message the show. You can send me stuff if you want to send me any comments or criticisms or ideas. And... Um, yeah, don't forget to check out the D-Time store, guys. Other than that, that's all I got for you today. I'll be back on Wednesday, and uh, you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.